McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, man. Yes, sir. Kurt Franklin right here. We got the one and only Bishop Joseph Walker, the senior pastor of Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church, Nashville, Tennessee. Bishop Walker, good morning. Good morning, Ricky, and good morning to everybody today. What a wonderful day it is in the Lord, and we thank God for y'all today. Let me tell you something. It is so powerful when we learn the a great lesson of putting our lives in God's hands. I think it's so important, particularly because so many people live their lives in their own autonomy, saying, Lord, I got this, I'm doing this. But the reality is, as you mature and as you grow, you will learn the power of God's hand. You know, Jesus said something on the cross. Final words was, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Because there's nothing more powerful than the hand of God. Because wherever the hand of God is, the plan of God is. In other words, the same hands that God has you covered in are the same hands that God can elevate you in. The same hands that God can elevate you in are the same hands that God can block stuff from coming to you with. I think it's important to ask yourself, whose hands are you in? The reason why so many people are dealing with pain is because you've been handled incorrectly. But my mm. word to you today is, is to know when you put your life in God's hands, he knows how to handle you, even in your fragileness, because he'll make certain that he will not break you because of how valuable you are. Please understand, run to his hands because his hands have more power than anybody else's hands. Your dreams, your vision, every single thing you're after, put it in God's hands and watch the master work miracles and amazing things for your future. Your life um, is mm. in his hands. Man, that's a good word, Bishop Joseph Walker. Let, for everybody that's listening right now, let everybody know how you can be reached. Hey, I want everybody to follow me right now on Instagram at Joseph Walker 3. That's Joseph Walker, the number three. And let me know you were listening to the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Man, thank you, Bishop Walker, for that good word. Hey, I got a little old one for you right here, Bishop. Remember that... Uh, Clay Evans, I'm blessed. How many of you walked oh, in here? Let's get it. Let's get it. Look yes, sir. Man, we so blessed to be alive this morning. Here's Clay Evans, Ricky Smiley the Morning Show. Feet to walk. News headlines, entertainment, sports. It's the front page on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, so Ricky Smiley Morning Show, you got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. The front page is brought to you by Crest. Crest Pro Health stops cavities before they start. Most toothpaste quit working in minutes, but the antibacterial fluoride in Crest Pro Health protects for up to 12 hours. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's what's happening in news. Israel is at war. Around 6.30 a.m. local time on Saturday, sirens were heard as far as the Tel Aviv area as rockets flew over Israel. Now, militants from Gaza then entered Israel by land, sea, and air, with some even using paragliders. Videos show an attack on a music festival where Israeli rescuers say they found 260 people dead. Other clips show Israeli uh, civilians being taken hostage. Uh, Hamas claims it is holding more than 100 hostages, including Israeli army officers. 
As of this morning, Israel's military says it has retaken control of all communities around Gaza. The collective death toll on both sides is more than 1,000 people, including four American citizens. Meanwhile, Senator Cory Booker uh, and his staff safely departed Israel on Sunday, a day after being forced to shelter in place. A spokesperson for the senator released a statement saying, we are grateful that Senator Booker and our colleagues were able to safely depart Israel, Israel earlier today. Um, a lot going on over there. I'm sure you've seen the footage on social media, um, Ricky. Yeah. Uh, I'm Maria Moore, and that's a quick update on today's leading headline. For more news, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock see what you got in sports. Well, them Dallas Cowboys got mollywhopped last night by the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> 42 to 10. Cowboy quarterback Dak Prescott threw three interceptions, man. There's two undefeated teams left in the league. The 49ers are one of them. The Philadelphia Eagles are the other. Shake up in college football, man. We don't have time to go over all the games. But, Rick, let me apologize to you and the Crimson Tide because uh, on uh, last week I said the Texas A&M was going to beat Alabama. Alabama goes into Texas A&M and beat them 26-20. to 20. Solid football game. So um, when I'm right, yeah, you, I'm a, you I'm a, don't have to really apologize because we we not that good. <laughs> but you know what? They got that offensive, one done. They got that one yeah, done. Yeah, I know. But that offensive line, man, is terrible. Hey, man. It's but see, this is an Alabama team that gonna have to win games like this the rest of the way. Like they gonna have to win them them, them nail biters. Yeah, they are yeah, gonna be ugly. All of them. They, they, the cupcakes gonna be ugly. Yeah, exactly. They gotta win them ugly games. WNBA finals tipped off over the weekend. Las Vegas Aces takes game one over the New York Liberty. It's a quick sports report right there. Garrett, what up there, man? All right, y'all. Marlon Wayans is speaking out. He said, come February, his name better be on the invite list for the pre-annual, or should I say Jay-Z's pre-annual and pre-Grammy Rock Nation brunch. He said, or else he's taking matters into his own hands. Now, they're saying the actor said he had enough of being snubbed access to the event that both several of the who's who in the entertainment industry. He said, the Lauren Londons, honey, the Nipsey Hussle, the D- uh, DJ Khaled, the Offset, Lil' Kim, Chloe and Halle Bailey, Coco Jones. He said all these notable celebrities and then someone that was all invited to this swanky gathering. He said his name has not been on it yet, and he want to know why it's not on it. So he said come February, if Jay-Z don't have his name on there, honey, I guess he's going to say something nice and pretty. So. you going to force somebody to invite you to their party? <laughs> I don't know. So, Rick, have you ever been upset if your name wasn't on somebody's list, a party list? Uh, 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 I was upset I, was, I wasn't invited to a, um, a, a special a special birthday party for somebody I was close to. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. I was upset, uh, though. But did you make it public and say something about it? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh. And, and, uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. And got, reprim- and got reprimanded real bad uh, by the person's mother, so I, I shut up after that. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to see, honey. Hopefully they put Marlon's name on the list, honey, because he's not happy about it. All right, the color of the day is one of my favorite colors. My color of the day is English lavender. On the high end, you say English lavender, and on the low end, you say beautiful light purple. That's your color for the day. Brad, what you got coming up in the hot spot? Coming up next in the hot spot, Drake is taking a break from recording. I'm going to tell you all about it up next. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. The hot spot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot, and this hot. You can catch me at the hot spot. It's the B-R-A-T. I got the hot spot right here. What up, Brett? 
What up, Ricky? Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tat Tat, and this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. Well, y'all, there's no denying that people are in the mood to be spooked this October as The Exorcist Believer debuted in first place at the domestic box office over the weekend. Now, the film brought in $27.2 million, which Deadline reports is the opening, the best opening for the franchise. Meanwhile, Paw Patrol, the mighty movie beat out, saw X for second place with $11.75 million. Meanwhile, Drake has released three albums in just over a year and is just finishing his It's All a Blur tour, but now he's taking a break. He said, I'm probably not going to make music for a little bit. I'm going to be real with you. I need to focus on my health first and foremost. Uh, He said, I've been having the craziest problems with my stomach for years and I need to get it right. I have a lot of other things I would love to focus on, so I'm going to lock the door on the studio for a little bit and I don't know what... I don't know what a little bit is. He said maybe a year or something, but maybe a little bit longer. But he's not done yet. At his, at his Toronto show Friday, he spotted a woman in the crowd revealing on a sign that she had uh, been diagnosed with MS. He said, I'm going to pay whatever it takes to get you the best help in the world. I promise you that, he told her. He also promised to connect her with his longtime producer, Noah 40 Shebib, who also suffers from MS. So that was really sweet. He's been doing a lot of big, big, big things for his fans. That's um, That's super duper nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, right. Last but not least, uh, in Jada Pinkett Smith's new memoir, Worthy, uh, the the set it off actress uh, reveals that she suffers from complex trauma with PTSD and disassociation, as well as depression. Now, as a result of this, she shares how the state of her mental health has been in contrast with her so-called perfect life. She said, for two decades, I've been putting on a good face, going with the flow, telling everybody I was okay. She writes in an excerpt published by People on Friday, October 6th. She said, yet underneath, bouts of depression and overwhelming hopelessness had smoldered until they turned into raging hellfire in my broken heart. The girl strip actress also addressed the time when she and her husband, Will Smith, were not in a good place and they had not been for a while. She said, on paper, it looked all grand. I had the beautiful family, the superstar husband, the lavish lifestyle, fame and fortune, she writes. She said, by Thanksgiving, I'd fallen into despair and wanted to be on this earth less and less. This was not living. So I guess y'all got to check out her book to get the rest of that story. Gary, you looking at me funny. What you want to say? Oh, no, that's touching. It's, it sounds sad, you know, but bless her soul. Yeah. All right, y'all. We're going to bless her soul. And we're going to wrap up the hot spot on that note. Uh, but, uh, but coming up next, we got Rock T's <laughs> joke of the day. Yes. Rock T, the question is, is it going to be funny? We're going to lift everybody's happiness. <laughs> huh? We oh, find it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. <laughs> All right, Rick's Mighty Morning Show, ladies and gentlemen. It is about that time for Rock T's Joke of the Day. Let's go. A businessman went into the office and found an inexperienced handyman painting the walls. The handyman was wearing two heavy jackets on a hot summer day. Thinking this was a little strange, the businessman asked the handyman, why are you wearing two jackets on such a hot day? The handyman showed him the instructions on the can of paint that read, for best results, put on two coats. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Now I like, hey, Kay, I like that one. I like that one, too. That was good, Rock. Congratulations, man. Yeah, yeah dog. Put on that's, two like, coats. That's, that's, that's like that's, that's like that joke. That joke. Uh, 
Your, your, your mama's so dumb. They said 18 and under to get in. She went back and got 17, 17 more people. Uh, <laughs> kind of like that. That was a good one, dog. Exactly. Yeah. I like that, Rock. How come Brad ain't laughing? <laughs> is, is that like a double entendre? It's okay, is that? Yeah. It's a play. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a play on words. Yeah. Put on two coats. <laughs> yeah. Took it literally. Cooking. Like, well, that, that must be what these teenagers be reading on them can't. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Troops collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, cans of paint walking around with them coats and them hoodies on. For real, I don't know. Dog. For real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you oh. rock with Gary. Come on, Gary. Oh, it was cute, honey. I, I'm chugging. I might use that one. Yeah, like two coats. <laughs> two coats. I like that one, Rock. All right, <laughs> Rick, the morning show. All right, Maria, what you got this morning? So, Ricky, they call it the happiest place on earth, but a woman in her 30s is suing Walt Disney World after one of their water slides gave her a wedgie so bad that she has to had to be uh, hospitalized. Her name is Emma Damn. McGinnis. Yeah, she was on a 30th birthday trip with her family in 2019. <laughs> It happened on a slide called Humunga Kawabunga in Disney's Typhoon Lagoon Water Park. It's a 214-foot slide with a five-story drop, and they usually make you cross your legs to avoid this kind of thing. The lawsuit claims Disney didn't make it clear just how important that was. Get this, near the end of the slide, Emma briefly got airborne and hit the pool at the bottom so hard it gave her life-altering wedgie that damaged her internal organs, and it was bad enough that she needed surgery. So she wants Disney to be more upfront about the risks and maybe ban certain bathing suits. It could be wedgie-prone. And she's seeking at least $50,000 to cover mental and physical anguish Hospital bills and loss of earnings. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. 50000 ain't yeah. that bad for Disney. Yeah, yeah so yeah, let's they, think yeah, about they, what happened, though. Yeah, that wedge. Yeah. Gotta yeah. keep them legs crossed, man. She hit the bottom of the pool. Yeah, you can't hit yeah, a garage. She hit it so hard, it just, everything just went up in the, yeah. in the crack, yeah. I guess, you know. Yeah, you got to cross your ankles. You got to cross your ankles on those uh, wedges. That's okay. Yeah, you, gotta, uh, you can't have a garage door open. <laughs> 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 
old-fashioned a rib grip. They got they put your barbecue sauce on a paintbrush. And the man that cooked the meat, his hands are the same color as the meat. Mm. If you ever get to the lake, they're closing people stand outside just to lick his fingers and suck his thumb. That's how good that barbecue is. I know good barbecue. I like to go to a barbecue place where somebody just got shot. And nobody got out of line. That's when you know that's some. <laughs> uh, sound like Red's barbecue in St. Louis. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> Gary has the tea and the color of the day. Gary, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Monday, a beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. Jay-Z, the husband of Miss Beyonce Giselle Carter knows, honey, or knows Carter. You know, he recently did an interview with Kevin Hart, Ricky, and it really kind of touched my heart. It kind of hurt me real bad because, you know, they were talking about, you know, money and stuff. You know, they're saying that Jay-Z is definitely a billionaire. They're saying he's worth $2.5 billion, where Beyonce is only worth $540 million as of now. But anyway, a cousin of his just really, Ricky, he had a dream. And he just was asking for a little money. And he went to his cousin, Jay-Z, and here's what Jay-Z said. Cousins in your grandma's living room saying, yo, man, I got this, uh, I got this play. I want to, if you just give me 4800 I could make you $2 million. You yeah. like, it don't work like yeah. that, fam. And you got to explain to him, like, life isn't like that. Money isn't free, and no one's giving our opportunities. If it sounds too good to be true, it's really, and then he like, oh, you don't believe in my dreams. Ricky. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah. He didn't believe that in his cousin's dream. He didn't ask for that. 4,800. He's a billionaire. It don't matter. It don't matter. But, uh, show me, show me, you know, uh, sometimes you just have to let people show you that, that the play or whatever the situation is can make money. Can't just be out here. Just You just can't do it. Right. And everybody, everybody's kind of different. Yeah, you got to come up with a real plan, Gary. Can't yeah, just but his plan good. was he's going to make him some money. He told him he said he's going to make $2 million. Did he have anything on paper? He probably did have something on paper, though. I mean, but um, forty-eight hundred dollars over to Jay Z as a billion. I mean, I mean, he he sneezes, Daddy, and he would sneeze more. But um, I feel bad yeah. because, of, you know. Yeah, but, but if you got a play that's gonna make two million and it only costs forty-eight hundred dollars, why you can't get up forty-eight hundred dollars? Yeah, well, I mean, you can hustle probably, that up. You can hustle that up in six months if you work real hard. You can get forty-eight hundred now. Yeah. Well. Hopefully, Jay-Z um, rethought it and just probably, you know. And then oh, once, once your play start making money, then you say, hey, you want a mass producer? Here's the numbers. Here's what we got. Here's what we made. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know. Well, if, I, um, if I was him, honey, I would have went to his doggone um, a cousin, Beyonce, and talked to her on the side. Say, Beyonce, now, now me personally, I would have gave him the 4800 you know, to do the play and just let him go on about his business. If, mm-hmm. you know, if I had $2 billion, me personally. But everybody's different. Yeah, everybody's different. He's he said they don't just give away money like that, so we're just going to keep that cousin lifted up in prayer, and hopefully everything goes well. Why he ain't just rounded up to 5000 I would have had more respect for him. Yeah. Right. So we're just going to see. So, Ricky, Ricky um, <laughs> then my next, sir, Ricky, you talk to Roy? Who? Uh, Roy. Yeah, I did. We've been texting oh, okay. each other all weekend. Okay, well, good. Well, we definitely want to solicit the prayer warriors, too, for Roy Wood. I don't know if y'all heard the shocking news, but Roy Wood announced, y'all, that his departure from The Daily Show after being passed up, y'all, by the permanent position, the host position. Now, comedian Roy Wood Jr., he's saying goodbye to The Daily Show. He was on that show for, what, eight years? Now, they're saying, y'all, that the Comedy Central correspondent recently revealed, y'all, that he will not be returning to the series once it returns, honey, you know, later um, in this month. Now, according to the report, they're saying Roy made the tough decision after the network announced that he would not be choosing, at least they would not be choosing a permanent host for the show until 2024. Now, they're saying... 
if you could recall, y'all, the previous host was um, South African native Mr. Trevor um, Trevor Noah. You know, and he left the series last year following a seven-year run. Now, they said Roy, who was brought in, y'all, as a contributor to the show by Noah, has now been on the show for eight years and said he's moving on, y'all, to find bigger and better things. Now, that's what he reported. Yeah. He said, quote, he said, I can't come up with Plan B is while still working with Plan A. The job of correspondent is not really one where you can juggle multiple things. And, you know, he went on and on. So, you know, he said this, it was a good run those eight yeah, years. I talked to him this weekend. He got big things coming that he's working on. And, uh, uh, you know, Roy going to always find work. Uh, he's one of the best to do it. Uh, he is king of Birmingham, Alabama, uh, crowned by me. And uh, he going to make some big things happen. So, uh you know, sometimes you got to let something go in order to get something bigger because God got bigger things. Because God would not bless you with new furniture if your house ain't clean. So sometimes you got to clean house so you can get the new furniture. And uh, he going to do good. He's yeah. been in the hey. industry long enough. He got oh, scripts. Yeah. He's intelligent. Uh, best prank phone calls of all time. And uh, uh, he going to make it happen. Yeah. And, you know, and, and eight years, that's a long time. But, you know, and if I could say this, I thought back when we first started this show, when you took this show, and you made it very. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Troops collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. It's clear that you wanted this show to be syndicated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that was within a year. And, yeah. You know, and you got it syndicated. So, I mean, we had dreams, we had yeah. goals. Yeah. You know, yeah, so, so uh, he going to be fine. I promise yeah, you that. Great. You know, they say you got to go to grow. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. So I think I'm supposed to go, Ricky. Yep. Gary, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Who's going to pour the tea, Gary? Gary, no. Uh, no. Okay. I'm going to put so some good lemon in the tea. Uh, all them ugly outfits and them ugly short sets. <laughs> Gary, what would we do? Yeah, now, man, you going to pay me, Negro, honey, for having people humiliating me over the dog on weekend, honey, with my battery and these outfits, honey, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> all right, the Kahlua today, honey, is one of my favorite Kahlua. My Kahlua today is English lavender. On the high end, you say English lavender, and on the long just a beautiful light purple that's your color for today we appreciate you gary always ladies and gentlemen damn it if you and your car stand up right now give it up for <laughs> gary with a <the> d <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. What's going on, baby? Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry for calling you at work. Is you busy? What's that? This this Leo Devlin, baby. I'm one of Derek's friends. Say what now? We finna do an intervention for Derek, me and some of my buddies. And uh, you're a bad influence on them, so we don't need you coming around them no more with all that drinking and all that malt liquor because we're trying to get them together. You're a bad example. I just wanted to call and let you know what's going on. So, well, who gave you my number? Baby, no, we'll get to all that in a second, baby. I'm just calling to give you my business, and then we'll handle your business when well, we handle no, my business. Well, no, we're handling my business first because you called me at work. Baby, I'm sorry for calling you at work, right. baby. But well, we, you don't tell me that I'm no bad example for Derek. That's him to decide that. Well, baby, I'm trying to intervention. That's why it's called an intervention, because the boy don't know no better. He don't know that you ain't no good for him. That's up to him. You come around cussing that, and drinking around his daughter, too. Who you come around and drink? No, the daddy do that. You come first, around there. Good day. No, baby, don't. Uh, hello? The person you called <laughs> is no longer on the line. Yeah. I apologize, baby. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Derrick is on the other line, and I told him I don't appreciate your friends calling here and something me at my job because I'm highly intelligent. You so I'm tell he's on the other line now because if it's anything he needs to tell me, he's man enough just like he was woman enough. He came and got me. Baby. I didn't follow him. And then as far as his daughter, if she got anything to say to me, she need to come and say me because I'm the one that helping her ass. I am the one that gave damn money when she didn't have I am the one that took care of their children and got into a dispute with the husband and lent him they ass money because they didn't have no f***ing where to go. They ain't tell me that. See? I ain't know that, baby. We just trying to get an intervention. Their daddy don't even know nothing about this. This even finna go down. First of all, the daughter should have fronted me. She don't need to have no... They don't need to have no baby, friends that. or nobody calling trying to, you know, uh, talk to me about... What we need to do is for you, Derek. You got the game twisted, baby. That ain't even what we was even talking I about, I don't baby. care, but I'm just saying, you don't come telling me I'm coming around her cursing and all that. Well, that's because what they had told me, baby, and I'm just trying to get Derek together, so I was trying to get out all the bad entities, and I thought oh, you no, were the bad no. entity. His friend with the glasses and everybody else said I am a good example for Derek. Because first of all, I comes over there and cook. And then, frankly speaking, I'm going to tell him to call her at her job because I don't appreciate that. Ooh, Lord. Well, let me, let me, let me straighten this out right I now. I don't appreciate that. She's saying I'm a bad influence for her father. I don't appreciate this worth the damn. Well, one more person you need to call when you start making your calls, comedian Roy Wood Jr., because this is a prank phone call. Right? Well, and, and tell her, don't let me have to be taking out a pistol for everybody today. Don't come to me on my job talking no because <laughs> she knows she got, <laughs> hey, she know I'm the right one for you, baby. <laughs> Black Tony, what's up? Yeah, I'm hey, hey, can, I talk to you, can, I, can I talk to you, man? Yeah, 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 I got a, I got a, I got a gig for you, man. Uh, we, uh, me and John Lyon, we performing at the Cobb Energy Center in Atlanta on the 14th. Well, I got bad news for you, son. I, 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 oh boy, I'm gonna pay you. Well, I got but you got you got to come to work. If you come to work one day this week, I'll let you come close the show in the ATL. Do, do, do what I'm trying to tell you. Though, At the so Cobb do, Energy Center, October the 14th. So I, I hear what you're saying, but listen here. You ever heard you ever heard the saying Big Bank take Little Bank? Yeah. You know what Big Bank take Little Bank mean? What that mean? Big Bank take Little Bank. That mean I got a better job or... Uh, Offer with somebody who got big bank, bigger bank than you, Shawty. <laughs> what what, what you mean? Take little bank, big bank, take little bank. I'm finna go to Milago, Shawty. I'm I'm getting I'm getting on the I'm getting on the bus at eight thirty. I'm going to Milago, Shawty, down in Florida with Donald Trump. For what? 
I'm, they they from, they said they they need a new black person to stand behind him at the uh at his rally and hold up that sign and wear that t shirt black for Trump. They finna pay me, shout. They finna pay me a hundred dollars for every one of them I go to, shout. No, don't the crowd up. The crowd up. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the black for <laughs> Trump. They said just they said when the karma get on you, just smile real hard. They said show all your teeth, and I said hell yeah for a hundred dollars. Hell yeah, every time I get to go out. Hell yeah, boy, I'm gonna get that money, boy. What did you talking about, boy? Why your voice going high? <laughs> you know, why you excited, boy? Who ain't finna get that money, boy? Wait, wait. Wait, wait. Why, why, why black people? Do is, boy, all I gotta do is wear that t shirt to say black for Trump and smile real hard. Yeah. Boy, you think I ain't finna get that money? <laughs> hey, why, why black people voice get high every time they start getting excited? You gonna do what, black Tony? But I'm finna, I'm finna get that hundred dollars every time I go to down there with Donald Trump. But you think I'm finna get that money, boy? You think I'm, boy? What is you talking about, boy? Big bang, take little bang. McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy, juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say. They're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Troops collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Nobody wants your little money, but I'm going to be out there with Donald Trump, huh? <laughs> Can I ask you a question, man? What does that have to do with you not coming to work today, though? Today well, is I'm, Monday. I'm going to go to Malago today, so I got to practice. I, they told me they want me to practice smiling real hard. And what you going to say, make America great again? I ain't got to say nothing. I ain't got to put a little hat on, smile real hard, and wear that T-shirt and say, Black for Trump, but I'm going to get in. Hey, 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 and, and if Donald Trump tells you to get on the microphone, what you going to get up there and say, Black Tony? I'm saying, Black Tony said, make America great again, Black people, make America great again. Hey, he asked me to tell you, he told me, ask you, do you have Ben Trump on Because he need a better lawyer, because right now, they, they on his, but they on his ass. Oh. <laughs> America treats Black people the way cashiers treat pennies. <laughs> Legally, they have to accept us everywhere. <laughs> But if you walk in with more than four or five, everybody's like, what the f*** is this bullshit? <laughs> Who is that, Kate? You know what? They didn't identify the comedian. They they oh. just, uh, it's, a, it's just a comedy clip. They didn't identify who he was, though, but that was funny. <laughs> uh, and true. Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the teeth. 
It's Gary, baby. All right, Rick's about a bonus show. Gary has the tea and the color of the day. What up, Gary? Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Monday, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. Nicki Minaj, honey, she is demanding that $26,000 worth of jewelry she don't be sued no more. She don't want the judge to sue. Now, they're saying, honey, that, you know, they loaned this girl jury. You know how they loan the celebrities jury to wear the different events or whatever. But she wanted the judge to toss out a lawsuit for $60,000. Because they told her, they said, you damaged our jury. And she said she didn't damage the jury. It wasn't her. So she's telling the um, judge she wanted him to file a motion for dismissal of the independent jury company. And they said they're not going to do it. But... She just gave her husband, friends, all kind of jewelry, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of jewelry and stuff or whatever for just being who they were. But now she don't want to pay these people, you know, for the jewelry that she damaged and stuff. I'm like, that is sad. Why rich people do stuff like that? I mean, you borrowed the jewelry and you damaged it or whatever, and now you don't want to pay it back. I mean, Ricky, have you ever borrowed any jewelry? To I ain't borrowing any jewelry. But, but Brett, t- Brett told me that when she borrowed, uh, be borrowing jewelry and stuff, she tried to make sure that all the jewelry is safe. <laughs> and uh, and Brett always takes the jewelry that she rent back on time. I Brett. Think, I, I think, <laughs> you know what? Let me stop. <laughs> you did one of my just, just, just pray for me. Uh, first of all, I ain't never renting no jewelry, okay? Brett. What? what did you tell me yesterday, last night on the phone? We were talking. You lying. You lying. I didn't even talk to you last night. You lying. What? Brent, you, you, did you call me and say you, you uh, at, uh, like, can the dude give you no. a discount? No, no baby, I didn't. I, and I, I, I'm I can't sorry, even get it together. I, I, yeah, you can't even get that lie right. And I could attest to she ain't borrowing no jewelry. Okay. Thank you, Gary. Oh, honey. Gary, I, you been you with don't me, know, I was with her, baby. You don't, you don't. Wait, what's that? What, Gary? I was with her. We, we don't borrow, we, we don't borrow jewelry. Baby, we purchase. I mean, but it's okay. Oh, but if some, would, would you be quiet, Ricky? Stop take me lying. Down you're gonna ask me to co-sign or <laughs> uh, uh, a necklace to uh, Ti party or something? Oh, you crazy. such a lie! Such a lie! <laughs> don't get it. But it's sad though. But if she owed twenty six thousand dollars, it shouldn't be that much. Honey, I don't think she owe. Oh, I think they lying. They just need something to say to get somebody to buy some of their jewelry or something. Because even if she borrowed it, uh, the, the, the stylists do that for people. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They will borrow it so you can have it to wear because you're not gonna wear it again more than once once you wear it today award show and how do you damage jewelry gary unless a diamond or something fell out they should be insured for that already that's what i was gonna ask if it gets scratched it would have insurance yes this 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 jewelry company is bogus i promise you that well honey well let's pray if nikki owe him just go ahead and she don't owe them nothing and you think she ain't got 26 grand to go on and pay them that's chump change to her yeah i would think that's her half but anyway, we're going to follow this story, honey, and see how this all turn out. All right, moving on. Another celebrity news, baby, Kendrick Lamar, baby, got his news, honey, at the um, Austin City Limits, honey. Now, they're saying, y'all, he found out the hallway, baby, that festival curfews are no joke. Now, they're saying during an exciting yet rare performance, honey, from Mr. Kendrick Lamar at the Austin City Limits, they say fans was upset, baby, when his mic was cut off, honey, once he passed the curfew. They're saying, honey, before the performance ended, they say Lamar ran through a lot of his um, show giving, show-stopping songs or whatever. They said, but the staff won the DNA rapper, honey, of the strict 10 p.m. curfew ahead of his performance. They say once festival attendees posted a video 18 minutes after curfew showing. They said, Lamar said, honey, I was told, honey, that you all have a curfew here. He said, but, he said, I'm going to tell you what, honey. He said, they have to cut my mic off because I ain't doing nothing. And they say, baby, within minutes, honey, 
Mr. Um Lamar was, honey, doing a bow, honey, to the crowd at the stage because they turned his mic off, honey. I mean, don't y'all pay extra money to have extra time at these it's, events? Or? It's like, uh, what is it, Brent, like 5000 per minute? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, especially especially at the Eric Crown in Chicago. You better what? you better hope they cut your mic off. <laughs> what? Hey, Brent, oh, don't they, they rush y'all off stage at the Eric Crown in Chicago? Absolutely. They don't play that union yes, thing? they don't play that. You ain't going one minute over. They put a big clock on the stage. You better pay attention to it. It counts. Yep. Down your time, what? and then and then the other thing is, man, the crowd, the audience need to get there on time because be, people be waiting on the audience to get there to start the show. The audience get there on time. The artists always always there, always there ready to perform, and then they be what? like, hold on, we are gonna wait 15 minutes, let some more people get in. No, you got to start the show well, on time. Well, honey, whoever wouldn't know they missed because baby, they turned the mic off. So honey, there Dang. you go, Mr. Kendrick Lamar, they fixed this, but honey, this ain't your um, place, honey. This is ours. So I hope they don't turn yours off this weekend, Ricky. But anyway, all <laughs> right. Um, I want to give a shout. You know, I had my class reunion this past weekend, honey, in um, Houston, Texas, and I want to give a shout out to some of my classmates that made this reunion because we were having a, a major reunion, and you know, the people, honey, didn't you know get along. We didn't come on one accord, so we had to separate and have a separate reunion. So I want to give a shout out to those classmates that made this reunion. Epic, and I want to say Tawana Esprit, Tanya Patio Phillips, Charles Johnson, his beautiful wife Alicia White Johnson, and Leonard Marshall. Those are the classmates that made the reunion. Epic. So y'all did a, a split class reunion. We reunion. did a split when Rick and did, and did I, most people come to the one that you went to? Oh yes, honey, that was the class reunion. Yes, that and was, what was the, the other class. event where you didn't get the three hundred dollars back. The three fifty back, honey. That was the other reunion in Port Arthur, honey. And I'm still, I'm going to they court, didn't honey. go to that one. No, I didn't go to that because Rick, they owe me three fifty. They didn't give me back my money, so, so I don't know if I so had to So y'all had y'all class reunion in Houston. Yeah, we had our the class in parentheses, the class reunion in Houston. Yeah, it was really nice. I mean, we had a ball. I mean, everybody and then the white, amazing. the white, your white classmate, they had their own separate reunion. Yeah, theirs is um, this weekend. Yeah, I be damn. Y'all got a segregated class reunion Man. in Port Arthur, Texas. That's crazy. Well, we graduated I, high school in 1953. But, but but guess what's so cold about it, this special K? Guess what's so cold about it? I graduated. But anyway, child, so so that was a wonderful thing. So I was shout out to all those classmates. We had a nice time. Everything was beautiful. Now, see, special K, honey, wasn't in a class to graduate from a class in 1953. Damn. So that's so why my GED, my fellow GED recipients, we get together and go to Waffle House once a year. Really? Well, good for y'all then, honey. We had a class reunion, so we didn't go to the Waffle House. So that's a shout out to them. And the color today, honey, is one of my favorite color. My color today, y'all, is English lavender. Special K. On the high end, you say English lavender. And on the low end, you say beautiful light purple. That's your color oh. today, honey. Y'all don't have those words, honey. The hatred and the shade that go on on this show. I know, Ricky. You know the I devil. I don't, I don't understand, so, Gary. I don't yeah. understand. And at least, Ricky, we know about class reunions. Because, like I said, Special K didn't have one because he didn't graduate. <laughs> Oh. Not necessary to keep repeating it. Oh, well, we didn't want the people to know for the people upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all give it up again with a Z. Did you see that post? People are talking. Here's what's trending on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, y'all, Ricky Smiley Morning Show. And October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And our black women are about 40% more likely to die from breast cancer than our white women in 2023. Now, about 36,260 new cases of breast cancer are expected to occur among black women. So joining us this morning are from the Susan G. Coleman Foundation is Executive Director Dr. Jamar Jeffers and breast cancer survivor Brandy Lewis. Thank y'all both for joining us this morning. 
Thank y'all for coming on. And first off, uh, Dr. Jefferson, what exactly is breast cancer and what are the different types of breast cancer and what causes it? Well, there's no known cause for breast cancer. Um, there's there's various different types and various different stages. There's metastatic breast cancer. Um, it, I can go through like the WebMD version of it all, um, but there's different types and different stages depending on like where, where it's being caught and if it's spread or anything like that. Um, what was that next question? Uh, you know, kind of like, uh, well, I, know, I know you said uh, it's different causes of it, uh, but, you know, oh. the types of breast cancer, uh, what exactly is it in uh, I don't. I just don't understand because uh, just so many people are dying. I'm, I'm on Facebook and I'm just watching all these yeah. people stage four uh, breast cancer. You know. Yeah. There's 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 no known cause for breast cancer, um, and that's the important work that we do here at Susan G. Coleman um, to let folks know. Um, you know, it's it's important for early detection, and that's why we promote healthy <laughs> habits and um, especially with black black women who have denser breast tissues. Um, and and, and uh, women of color in general have, have denser breast tissue. So that's why. It's- McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Troops collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. It's important that women participate in clinical trials and they uh, participate in early detection. Uh, we're in, again, um, the conventional knowledge says that, you know, women should get their mammograms at the age of 40. Um, but, you know, I have folks on my board and, you know, there's research supporting that women um, in their 20s and 30s are getting mm. uh, breast cancer. And they get it, when it's younger in age, it's more aggressive um, than anything. So really? the answer to the question is no known cause of it. Um, so it's just one of those things that we just keep pounding the pavement, keep spreading the word. Um, Susan G. Coleman actually... Um, has released a uh, new program called Share for the Cure, where women who are diagnosed with breast cancer, um, you can participate in, uh, with your doctor, your physician, to sort of share your symptoms and, you know, your stages so they can see if any patterns out there that can be recognized or things. So help us get to the cure faster and, and, and try to figure out why this disease is spreading so rampant. Well, Dr. Jeffers, what exactly are we looking for? Because we know about early detection, but 
what 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 are we feeling for? Some people may get lumps confused with like cystic tissue. Look, I'm just making the motions yeah. on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, you know, some women report that they have like a lump and um, my colleague here when I spoke with her, she hers was the size of a pea. So it just it small. It all depends. Yeah, very, very small. So mm. did you wanna sort of share your, your story? Sure. My mine I actually had no lump at all. Wow. It was it was a routine um routine mammogram mm. and I have no history of breast cancer in my family at all so I'm getting my routine breast exam thinking nothing of it <clears throat> they called me back and said um, that I need to get a um, ultrasound mm. because my breast tissue is dense and that's the case for a lot of black women right so <clears throat> excuse me so I, I came back for the ultrasound and um and then I have a my line sister who's Renee Thomas she is a um, a PA. So I always ask her all of my health questions, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, Renee, you know, I got to go back for this ultrasound. What's what, what should I do? She said, don't worry. Most of our tissue is dense. So right. most people have to get called back in. So after the ultrasound, they then said I had to get an MRI. I'm like, okay, all right. Just go through the, the process. I went through all the steps. After that came back, they said I had to get a um, uh, um, biopsy. Mm -hmm. So the biopsy was like, okay, that's to determine, you know, if they, they see something, but they're not certain exactly what, what it, it is. is right. So I got the biopsy. They said, okay, your results should come back in about a week. I actually get a my chart um, notification the very next day. I'm in between. I'm a real estate agent, so I'm in between showing properties, and I'm like, oh, okay, let's see what this my chart result reads. And the the language popped up, which I had no clue what it meant. Of course, you know, I'm a lay person, so I have no idea what it means. So I sent it to my line sisters, who are both in the medical field, and I said, am I good? And she she called me immediately, and she said, no, Brandy, that's, you have D, um, DCIS, which is ductal carcinoma in C2. So what that means, um, it's breast cancer, but it's, it's the earliest stage possible. Mm. And um, at that point, of course, I had to meet with a breast specialist, Determine Your my, day was ruined. My day. Listen, I had, to, I, had to show, I had to show up to the next property, let my clients know I can't I have, a, I have an emergency um, that I had to tend to. And then my husband met me and um, we just kind of said, we're going to fight through it. We're going to get through this. So the beauty of my situation was that it was caught so early and early detection. I can't stress it enough, you know, because, again, I had no history of breast cancer in my family. And um, just a routine. There was no lumps anywhere, mm. um, and so it was really the the um, the mammogram that that put me in a position where I only had to get a lumpectomy, and um, where they remove the breast tissue that's cancerous and reconstruction and reconstructive surgery. I also was told that I'd have to would have to get four to six weeks of radiation, mm. which I was not looking forward to. Right. But once they got my pathology report, that, that also revealed that because it was caught so early again and the type of cancer I had, I actually didn't have to get the radiation. Thank God. So oh, I wow. was, yeah. I'm the I'm the poster child for if you had to get early a diagnosis, detection. early detection put me in a position where I didn't have to go through what so many women, you know, the chemo, radiation. Yeah. It was truly the early detection that, that put me in a position I'm in today. Yeah, I think it's important. That's I, I literally, Brandy and I are some mutual friends. Shout out to Renee J. Bailey. And I saw her story on IG and I sent her a DM like, hey, I'm the executive director. We know each other tangentially through our mutual friends, but like, hey, I want to help tell your story, and that's how we that's how we sort of landed here today. So, mm -hmm. it's important, like early detection, and especially in the African American community, um, we need to talk about like health and genetic things within our family. 
I've had two aunts that passed away from breast cancer. And I was like a teenager and just being a teenager bopping around like, oh, such and such had cancer. Now that I work in, in breast cancer, like my two aunts had breast cancer. So it's like it's something that we're not talking about enough. Right. Um, so it's just, you know, we started talking about health equity and all those things. And, you know, you know, it's, it's a shame that, you know, women of color um, in some of the places we live, you know, we don't have the best medical facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you're an hourly worker, if you don't have paid time off, you know, and, you know, I've come across some survivors and thrivers like, yeah, I felt my lump, but I just kept going to work because I had to take care of my family. Right. I don't have paid time off. So, you know, we say, you know, where you live shouldn't determine whether you live or not. So we are total champions of the early detection um, and not even like with, with adult women, like I'm having conversations with the school districts. You know, people want to pink out the games. It's cool to see the boys put on pink socks during the football games. I'm like, no, we need to pink out the softball games. We need to pink out those volleyball games, mm-hmm. the girls basketball, the girls swimming. Like right. we have to make this thing like a mainstay within our community if we're going to put a dent in the universe on this. Right. And knowledge is equity. When you talked yes. about um, that part there and, you know, Brandy, I just want to just say thank you so much because your story should really resonate with so many women listening right now, especially the fact that you did not feel a lump. Uh, Dr. Jeffers, I want to ask you a question because we're seeing more young women um, being diagnosed with breast cancer. And there's been a lot of conversation about the environment and its impact on cancer diagnosis. We hear deodorants and things in the food and chemicals in the air. Um, do we have any research that supports exposure and how that impacts uh, cancer diagnosis? Well, um, shout out to one of my board members, Dr. Nita Johnson, who's down at the City of Hope, who's one of the leading breasts, I always say the one of the leading breast surgeons in, in America, I mean, in the world. Um, I had lunch with her a few months back and we're just catching up. And she said that I, I had operated on a 24-year-old woman today mm. who had very, very, very aggressive breast cancers. Again, no known cause. But she's what she's seeing is that that age mm. is creeping up more and more and more. It's not Younger. 40 anymore. So right. I was just on Capitol Hill um, lobbying um, back in June um, for breast cancer legislation. And I think the next battle that we're going to have to talk about or try to tackle is moving that mammogram age from 40 to mid 20s, 30s. You know, mm. and as one, one of my one of my board members says, if it keeps costing the federal government or insurance company more money, because it's cheaper to pay for a mammogram than to pay for radiation or chemotherapy and all those other things that come along with it. So we're working like there's no known cause to answer your question. Like there's there's nothing. She's she it, it's it's befuddling to her. Um, but she was like, uh, it's she's seeing it earlier and earlier. Um, one of our walkers that's coming up, you know, she's got three nieces and, you know, she's Caucasian. She's got three nieces in their 30s that have been diagnosed with it. So. It's, it's, it's one of those head scratches. That's why we have our Share for the Cure platform. This is why it's important that we tell our stories and, again, early detection and all those things. Yeah, yeah we, we, we definitely got to have y'all back on because we need more time uh, mm-hmm. to talk about this. And I really appreciate y'all for coming on this morning. We want everybody uh, twenty five at the age of 25 uh, uh, and older to go and get checked if you can. Uh, thank you mm-hmm. both. Uh, for your continued work on educating our listeners and saving lives with the early detection. Uh, Let everybody know how they can follow you. Hey, you can go to Instagram and Twitter, Susan G. Coleman, at Susan G. Coleman. You can go there. We have walks throughout the nation in all the major American cities. 
Um, so we're here. We're here um, local here in Atlanta. We have our More Than Pink Walk on the 21st. So if you're here in Atlanta, we're going to be Atlantic Small, 730 in the morning. It's going to it's our More Than Pink Walk. We should have over 5000 people out there. It's going to be a walk, but it's a time for remember, remembrance, rejoicing. And I'm going to have a little little day party afterwards in the parking lot. So yeah, if you're around, it's going to be a good time for a good. And whatever and whatever city you in, uh, if you're in Cleveland, if you're in Miami, if you're yes. listening uh, in Dallas, uh, 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 Jackson, Mississippi, uh, South Carolina, uh, Charlotte. Uh, make sure that y'all participate uh, because they be having those walks every Saturday. Make sure that you participate. Thank you so much, man. Y'all give it up for Dr. Jefferson and Brandy Lewis. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right, y'all know morning show coming up. Uh, Rock T, what you got today? All right, man. So my cousin's baby father got caught messing around at least uh, a couple of times with a girl who went to school with us and was a cheerleader with my cousin. All right? We wait, all wait, 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 my cousin's baby father. Yeah, my cousin's baby father. Got caught got messing caught around messing with, around with another girl okay. who went to school with them and they both was on the cheerleading squads. All right? You with me? Yeah, I got you then. All right. Okay. Any, anyway, uh, my cousin is very mad about it and told me she's going to call his job and tell him that he's been stealing stuff and selling it. He works for Amazon. So she finna blow his cover because she mad because he cheating. All right, or is he cheating? Let's keep going on. Now, if she do that, he gonna be uh, he gonna go back to jail for some years because he been locked up three times already for burglary, theft, and selling some weed. She say that he should have thought about that before he did her dirty. I told her she gonna do. Too, I told her that she was doing too much, and uh, they're not together anyway. And he's behind on his child support. And if he gets locked up, he's really not gonna be able to pay anything. He's actually a pretty good dude who loves his little boy who's three years old. But he uh, he do be stealing and hustling on the side. Should I just stay out of it? Because he's dead wrong? Or should I uh, ride with my cousin? And, and what is she to him again? Like, my cousin's baby father. So Yeah, stay so, out of it. Yeah, so she's the cousin of the girl, the one. Right. Yeah, but 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 get somebody uh, uh, locked. But I mean, first of all, let's start with he need to clean his life up. Stop with the side stuff and the stealing, stealing or whatever. Stay out of trouble. But uh, uh, I don't know, Brett. What you think? I'm kind of now. Keep in mind, they ain't together no more. Well, him and the cousin ain't together. No they ain't more. together no more. So he dating somebody else on the cheerleading squad. Right. And they got a baby together. It ain't none of her business. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay out of it. Boy, I, I, I tell you, man, sometimes people can be really, really vindictive. And, and and the thing about it is, like, if you have a distance, Gary, what are your thoughts? Okay, because, Rick, I hear what you're saying. And, I, and maybe so, maybe she should stay out of it. But this is how I'm looking at it. That's her cousin. Now, her cousin was with this doggone guy probably during the time when he was in jail initially. She sat there and waited on him to get out of damn jail to be a good um, um, be- girlfriend or whatever to him. And uh, then you get yourself out of jail, and then you still go out and mess up over and cheating on her and doing all kind of stuff. Well, that hurts that girl. That hurt that girl. So I'm hurt, damn it. So now I'm going to fix you up since you didn't did this to my cousin after she didn't sat there and waited on you to come out of the damn pen. And then you get out and still do your old little way. So we're going to fix you up, then. I mean, I, it's sad. I'm hurt that you know you may be going back to jail. But, honey, you hurt me. So, yeah, But, Gary, they ain't together no more. They not together, but she was still with him, damn it, when he um, was uh, in jail. She probably was giving him damn money on his books, paying commissary and stuff like that. I think she just mad because she found out that he he messed around with the the girl that was on the same cheerleading squad as her. 
Okay, and exactly, and yeah, and she should be mad because that could have been her damn friend or whatever. You don't know what the relationship was with the cheerleader and the doggone girl, and not a so, cousin. So you think, you think being vindictive is the answer? Well, I'm not gonna use that word vindictive because it is. Oh, but is, anyway, yeah. well, but Ricky, but it's not. Let's just say I'm hurt. So since I'm hurt, honey, this is how I'm reacting with my hurt. So I'm going to do this. So yes, that may be vindictive, but I'm hurt. And what you're doing to me and you're humiliating me. And I sat and waited in your damn butt after you was in the doggone pen and you didn't did all that. No. By going, Sorry. By moving on with his life, they're not together anymore. And it's not but humiliation. That, but he, yeah, but he, isn't he still seeing her? He's still but saying yeah. she, and they, the girlfriend got babies for him, got they, children for him. They got one child together. Uh, oh, like one child ain't nothing. One child still, she got to take care of that one damn child while he gallivanting with other doggone women and stuff. But he's no. in the child's life. He's in the son's I life. I don't care, but damn it, stop playing with the mama then. You're doing something okay. with her. For, okay. You're coming around seeing her, then made the her baby upset. only three, so you're going to be in the mama life. Some okay, so that's my point. But y'all acting but like they honey, might not be in a relationship, though. And it also may have to do with who it is, because we played, we were cheerleaders together, so maybe they still had some type of communication. So and maybe, yeah. that's another layer of betrayal. Yes. And maybe the baby would become a great cheerleader someday. Whatever. Boy, you know, instead of doing the tea on the morning show, he could be a cheerleader. <laughs> that's right. And that's girl, that could have been your situation. You could have been out there doing splits and then hold, yeah. holding you up in the air and tossing you around <laughs> instead of getting tossed around in the dark like you do. Oh, Ricky! <laughs> All right, y'all, uh, Rick's Mountain Morning Show. We're sitting up here talking about uh, Gary brought up. Uh, Gary, you said you had already, because uh, we have to have the conversations about, uh, you know, your final arrangements if something was to happen to you. And uh, uh, I was just disappointed that uh, Gary's talking about you, you're going to be buried in uh, Port Arthur, Texas. Uh, we were talking about uh, the outside. Uh, uh, Gary had, had uh, uh, dad had a break, baby. Uh, uh, <laughs> that, did, that did not sit with the family at Gary's uh, dad's funeral. I was sitting next to Rock T, and uh, uh, the, the the now why you said the brother then the, the the other kids that's not by your mama didn't ride in the limousine. What I don't know. I mean, I think they really want to really ride, you know, in separate cars. Because I don't think they want to right. be with us that close. So I right. think you know, you know, they and they sat over there with us. They didn't sit. They didn't sit with the family, didn't they? I don't know. Um, I don't know, y'all, because y'all sat on the opposite side. And of you us, say you're so. not going to be buried in a, Atlanta, uh, no, Atlanta, because all of the all of your fans, you on Dish Nation, you on a radio show, all your fans, you know, might okay. want to come to the cemetery. Why would you want to get buried way in Port Arthur, Texas? Because that's where I'm from. I mean, I don't have no family here. I mean, so why would I want to get buried somewhere where nobody would come see me? Your fans. What about like, your fans? Nobody ain't nobody finna go all the way to Port Arthur, Texas to put flowers on your grave. Well, they could come. I mean, you know. I and mean, then in Atlanta, you got they got the cemetery for the LGBT community. They got a, a, yeah. a pink turf. Yeah. They got uh, <laughs> uh, a big rainbow gate that you go yeah. in, and, and and they got. Uh, What's them big pink bird flamingos? Flamingos, and stuff. yeah, and um, unicorns. Um, and unicorns walking around, you know, in the cemetery. Then they playing. Then you can hear Jermaine Stewart. Uh, uh, you and I be getting it on. The word is out. They got a whole cemetery for y'all. Yeah, yeah. yeah I and, know, but mm -mm. Yeah. I have to go. And you then, know, you got to go where from. And and boy, I swear, you gonna let me do your funeral arrangement. Yep, I'm gonna oh, have, wait, have wait. you in the casket doing a split. <laughs> Finance, wealth, and growth. It's Money Mondays on the Flicky Smiley Morning Show.
All right, y'all, Rick's Mind of Morning Show. Listen, uh, it is about the time we got the one and only Janai Thornton on with us this morning. All those students recently returned to college. So now is the time uh, for high school seniors and returning college students, uh, you know, should be looking for scholarships uh, for the fall 2024 through spring 2025 school year. Our money expert Janai Thornton is here to help you get your part in the $46 billion in scholarships uh, that are awarded annually. Uh, Janai, good morning. Break all the news down for us. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. We are so happy to have you. Break all that down, Janai. $46 billion, I mean. Um, $46 billion is awarded annually, so why in the world do we still end up um, racially getting more um, student loans than any other group? Black women are number one for getting student loans. And I think a lot of it, Ricky, has to do with the fact that we don't really understand the timing um, when we really begin looking for scholarships. So uh, let me um, level set for everybody. Number one, the process for looking for scholarships starts a lot earlier than what people think. So if you have a graduating high school student or if you have a student who's returning to college, right now is the time to be completing applications. A lot of folks start looking for money in the spring semester. You're really looking too late. So you want to be completing applications. Again, that's for the graduating seniors and returning college students. But for everyone else, if you have a freshman through junior student, you need to be familiarizing yourself with the process now. And let me explain to you the reason why. Because, listen, you got to understand, what's the GPA for certain scholarships? Maybe they have to have a certain number of community service hours. Um, you need to be building your student's profile through ninth through 11th grade so when senior year hits, you are ready to go. So, Janai, where is the best place to actually look for these college scholarships? Uh, you know, Rakti, what people overlook a lot of times, I think, is directly at the schools that your students are interested in. So, yes, you should be communicating with the financial aid office. Yes, you should be looking at these schools' websites. But you got to go a level deeper. You need to be looking or talking to the department. So, say, for example, I'm an Aggie. Your child wants to attend North Carolina A&T and study engineering. You need to be contacting the School of Engineering and finding out what is their pot of money. How much money do they give out annually for scholarships, and what are the qualifications? So get down to the department level at the schools as well, not just at the financial aid level. Janai, good morning. This is Maria. Um, this is great information, especially, you know, for me with four kids. Um, and I've also seen um, and experienced how important it is to get good grades. Can you talk about the significance of academics and the impact that has on um, kids getting these opportunities and not having to go into debt? Because I know in the state of Georgia, they have the, like some, the HOPE scholarship. You automatically get Correct. it if you have a 3.0 GPA. Can you talk a little bit about that in terms of developing those habits so that kids are getting good grades to set, them up, set themselves up to get these scholarships? Um, and, Maria, what you're talking about are our students' academic profile. And grades right. are absolutely important. There's no question about that. Um, so we do want to make sure consistently, and it's really the first three years. If you got a child who's kind of pulling up the rear, you know, trying to double down senior year, you're kind of late because they're looking at your, fr your first three years of academic progress. But I also want you to look at some other areas, too. People don't understand how important community service is. Um, 
people don't understand how important your student working is. You also want to think about all the other activities. Maybe they're in the bands. Maybe they're in the debate club. Maybe they play a sport. They're looking at this whole profile for your students. So, yes, don't want to ignore the grades, but let's double down and make sure we're looking, we're approaching this from a holistic perspective and really amplifying the things that our children are doing well, which could be volunteering. Wow. Okay, Jenna, I have a question. It's special, okay. Um, so if your child maybe has a GED, let's just say, um, and they is, is community college or barber school or something like that? Is there scholarship money available for those kind of things? Uh, listen, Special K, I'm so happy that you brought this up. Community college is an amazing option for our students. Because remember, your degree is going to tell you where you graduated from, not where right. you started. If you have a student, you, hey, you're, listen, I'm not sure how committed they are. They're still trying to find themselves. Please don't burden yourself with that extra debt um, and explore the option of community college. A year or two there um, could really be impactful. Also, please check out trade schools. There is such a demand right now for young people with trades, whether it is barber school, electrical, plumbing. Um, we need to encourage our children to um, check out trade schools. Because remember, y'all, college is really to set them up for their future, not something right. for them to do for four to six years. They have to be able to feed themselves. Because some kids don't care, have I'm, good grades and they give up in that last year of high school. Up. And they feel like they ain't, they're not yeah. gonna have, they don't have no other options right. other than like joining the military. Yeah. So, you know, trades, you learn how to do something, you can actually mm-hmm. get out here and make some really good money. Yeah, and, and uh, you can uh, feed yourself uh, for a lifetime with the trades. Yeah, you can and, and it's, it's, a lifetime. And it's a lot of awesome uh, junior colleges. Uh, uh, big shout out to Lawson State. Uh, uh, I have a, a classmate that that you could uh, uh, look out. Lawson State turned out a lot of uh, uh, great students, and that's uh, inside of uh, Birmingham, Alabama. So y'all can hit up. Uh, uh, Keisha, my, 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 my homie Keisha Mallory on Facebook, she would be happy to work with anybody. They always, we always uh, forget to shout out some of the great, great uh, junior colleges uh, that's less expensive than the HBCUs because uh, everybody just can't afford to go to school. Right. You know, uh, you know, we sometimes we go for the hype, the band, the, the Greek life, all that stuff. But there are some wonderful junior colleges uh, like Lawson State, uh, which I support. Uh, uh, Keisha Mallory James on Facebook if you're interested in getting your kid into that school. Uh, uh, so she's on the staff there. So, uh, Janai, but if anybody have any information, let everybody know how you can be reached. Um, well, if you have any questions on scholarships or this whole college process in general, you can certainly follow me on social media at Janai Thornton. That's J-I-N-I-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N. And I have a ton of resources within my free money community at thankmelater.money. Y'all have an amazing Monday Monday, y'all. You too. All right. There it is. Thank you. Thank you, Janai. It's Rick's Smile the Morning Show. News headlines. Entertainment. Sports. It's the front page on the Ricky Smiley Show. All right, Rick's about the morning show. Got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. 
Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's what's happening in news. Israel is at war around 6.30 a.m. local time on Saturday. Sirens were heard as far as the Tel Aviv area as rockets flew over Israel. Uh, militants from Gaza then entered Israel by land, sea, and air, with some even using paragliders. Hamas claims it is holding more than 100 hostages, and more than 1,000 people have died since the war started two days ago. As of this morning, Israel's military says it has retaken control of all communities around Gaza. In other news, a $9,000 reward is being offered for information and connected with last week's on-campus shooting, on shooting at Morgan State University. Baltimore Police Commissioner Richard Worley provided an update over the weekend, saying ballistic evidence confirms there were two shooters involved. Morgan State University has also added more security officers to resident halls. Lastly, our seniors are having a hard time understanding tech lingo. Adults over 65 feel like it's another language. A survey of 2,000 older adults found that terms like hyperlink, phishing, and smishing were confusing to them. I'm Maria Moore, and that's a quick look at news. For more stories and news headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what you got in sports? Well, Dallas Cowboys fans, don't panic, but uh, be a little bit concerned because you got molly whopped by the San Francisco 49ers uh, last night in Sunday Night Football, 42-10. to 10. And this is supposed to be one of the best defenses in the league. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott threw for three interceptions. Didn't see it coming. As you said, put everything into this and uh, got punched in the mouth. Um, Called a couple of weeks ago, humbling against Arizona. Uh, but this may be the most humbling game I've ever been a part of. There are two undefeated teams left in the league. The 49ers is one of them, and the Philadelphia Eagles the other. And, uh, yes, Taylor Swift did not attend the Kansas City Chiefs game versus the Minnesota Vikings. So just want to put that out there. Shake up in college football. And, Rick, yo, Alabama boys got the job done. It wasn't pretty, but they beat Texas A&M. So I'm going to go ahead and apologize because I'm the one that came on the air and said, and I'm going to apologize because they barely made it. But uh, doggone it, they made it. And that's this is the kind of football yeah, they're going to have to continue a, to play and win these uh, these tight games. Uh, offensive line. <laughs> yes, sir. It's, yeah. it's not your typical Alabama team, but it's hey, not. they got the win. That's all that matters. Uh, OU beat Texas. Uh, that was a, that was going Damn, back and forth. That Went was out. a dandy, man. That was a dandy. Pretty much, who had the ball last almost, man. Uh, yep. LSU squeaked past Missouri. Uh, unranked Georgia Tech beat number seventeen Miami. USC survives a scare versus uh, unranked Arizona, and of course, Colorado beat Arizona State to become four and two on the season. Uh, WNBA Finals tipped off also over the weekend. Las Vegas Aces takes game one over the New York Liberty. That's my quick sports report right there. Hot spot is happening right now. Hot spot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot. Yeah. Me and this hot. You can catch me at the hot spot. It's the VRA 18. All right, Rick, the morning show. Brad got the hot spot. Good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tat Tat, and this is the hot spot where we bring music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. Drake's new album for all dogs is burning up the internet. It's top stream. It's the top streaming album in the world, actually, and it's filled with some interesting songs. So uh, Drake got a little tea on some of his tracks, and in one song, he dissing Rihanna. It's called Fear of Heights. He's saying that he dated better than her and talked about Travis Scott saying he's anti and now he's explaining how and why he chose uh to sleep with Haley Bieber I didn't know that Justin's wife oh, oh my goodness oh my god why is he why is he doing that Gary because he acted like a big queen honey why are you talking yeah don't that don't I, make no sense that's been a long time ago if he yeah. did do it you don't do nothing like that yeah this is but, I, but that's the new man or the new man is the new queen so. ooh. 
according to Drake, Haley should leave Justin and choose up with him instead. Uh, Drake alludes to his short romance with the model uh, on Bahamas Promises. That's the name of the song, Bahamas Promises. On the track, he sings, Haley, you're living in my mind for free. And for someone you don't miss, I sure feel like somebody you need, Haley. You ain't got nowhere to be. It's because you should have been with me. That's so disrespectful. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That that she is a married woman. That yeah. is ooh, no. That sounds like that. Uh-uh. Maybe maybe Justin and Drake had some words beef. going. Oh, yeah, they got some beef. Man, we that's don't know real, about. That's, that's but, a real beta move. Yeah, but Drake the bad Drake. part about that, the part that sucks, is Justin is not a rapper. If Justin was a rapper, it would be different because then yeah. he could come at it with some some rap lyrics. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What are you gonna sing a diss song, uh, a singing song, in a diss record back? Like this is gonna create a problem. Why do this? We don't need hip hop to be. Uh, didn't we He's get enough starting of to act like pop? Kanye a little bit yeah, this doing is, this. This is stupid. This is very mm. stupid. Mickey, you said, mmm. Yeah, just, mmm. <laughs> why anybody just can't make, Things why make you just go, can't, mm. can't make money and just go home? Make money right. Because it's enough out here. Yeah. Right. Why is everybody Dang. doing the most? Why What's the problem? And then you, put it on a record. You already super popular. You're giving exactly. them, you're getting bras thrown at you. you. You're giving away cars and trucks and scholarships and all kind of stuff. Like, why, why go this route? But whatever. People going to be do what they want to do. All right, y'all. If there's competition for the most popular Halloween costumes, Barbie and Ariel the Little Mermaid are queens of the hill this year. And everything related to those characters is flying off the shelves as well. Now, rep for HalloweenCostumes.com said those two themes have been knocking out, knocking out of the park for 2023, as expected with the, popular, with the popularity of their movies, especially Barbie this year. Uh, for Barbie, the company's officially licensed costumes have been selling nine times as much as they did last year, and the site's Barbie-inspired looks have also boosted 40%. As for Ariel, her styles are nearly up 70% in 2023, too, and the company is uh, hoping its inventory will be enough to get them through this spooky season. Y'all believe it or not, the movies aren't the only hot topics in the world of Halloween costumes. We're also told there's been a major spike in interest for Beyonce and Taylor Swift looks, absolutely because of their extremely popular concert tours. That that's amazing. I could see little girls wanting to be Beyonce, little black girls, and I could see little white girls wanting to be Taylor Swift because they're amazing. Gary, amazing what you going to be for Halloween this year? I haven't made up my mind yet. I don't know. Um, Barbie, can I be? Barbie or Y'all want you to be? What? A damn NFL player. You need, oh, to, well. you need, to, you need to be a, a Baltimore Raven linebacker. You need to get your mustache and a full beard and a hip. Gary, I would yeah. love to see it. And get some dreads on them under his helmet. Yeah, and then, and then guys, we're gonna take you on the football field and throw you some passes, yeah, and, 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 and stuff. You, uh, uh, wow. or a tight end. Uh, he's no, already not that one. He's already not yet. Not yet. Can't play a tight wide end. receiver. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more like it. <laughs> <laughs> for him. Damn. Yeah, yeah, Gary. Yeah, let's do a let's do a football player yeah, this we year. Gonna, we gonna see. What team you play for, Gary? Um, the Texans. Hold on, hold on. What do you play for Special K? What do you, no, he don't he don't play for the Texans. He don't play for the uh, the Oilers no longer exist. Uh, oh, the wow. what? No, the Oilers no longer exist. Uh, so he you probably play for the Oilers. He probably, I, I, I'm guessing you would play for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the State of Black America with the current president of the National Urban League, Mark Moriel. Mr. Mark, good morning. And uh, I know you want to talk about all the details of the chaos in Congress over uh, keeping the federal gov- government functioning 
Uh, or anything else you got for us this morning. How you doing, man? Hey, Ricky, I'm good to be with you. And uh, uh, let me just say to each and every one of you, happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, in some places, it's Italian Heritage Day, and some people may continue to recognize Columbus Day. But uh, I like to recognize Indigenous people on this day, the Native uh, Americans, those who were here before Europeans came and before Europeans brought our ancestors to this land, North America, as enslaved people, so we want to lift them up today. Uh, we also certainly note that uh, the government shutdown we discussed in the past few weeks has been temporarily, and I want to underline and underscore, temporarily averted uh, by a 45-day continuing resolution, which simply means continue the current budget in place for an additional 45 days. But up the road, more chaos is highly possible and I think highly likely. Why? Uh, the House GOP is in chaos trying to pick a speaker. The prospects are they could pick a speaker who is a hardliner who wants to try to shut the government down as leverage. And I want everyone to understand, we need to understand Black America and all of America to cut the budget, to cut programs like schools, cut programs like housing, cut programs like food stamps. You cut programs like infrastructure, cut programs like broadband connection programs. They want to cut all of this and use the leverage of we will shut the government down unless all of you agree to our ridiculous and obscene and absurd and draconian demands. That is what is up the road. That is what is down the road. That is what the prospects are. And we know many will be working to ensure uh, that that does not happen because there is a bipartisan consensus amongst the American people uh, for investments in people for a budget that makes good sense and that puts human needs first. So we will continue to monitor, watch, and update you as these discussions continue. We want to thank all of those who weighed in to our call to action to avert the government shutdown and to let people know uh, let the members of Congress know to put human needs and people first in any budget discussion. also want to celebrate today uh, the uh, appointment of LaFonza Butler being appointed as a United States senator on an interim basis to replace uh, the now deceased Diane Feinstein. Diane Feinstein, who served with distinction as a member of the United States Senate, was also the former mayor of the city of San Francisco. And many may not remember she became mayor of San Francisco under difficult circumstances when the mayor then, George Moscone, and another supervisor, Harvey Milk, first LGBTQ elected official uh, in the United States, was were assassinated. And Diane became, Diane Feinstein became mayor of San Francisco before becoming a U.S. Senator. So while we mourn her, celebrate her life, we want to also congratulate LaFonza Butler. Now, who is she? Uh, she is a labor leader, the president of Emily's List. Uh, she's worked for fair wages for workers. She's helped to defend the choice of women to make their own decisions with respect to their health. She's the first openly LGBTQ black woman to serve in the U.S. Senate and only the third black woman in U.S. history to serve in the United States Senate. Uh, she uh, participated in the State of Black America podcast last year while she was serving as president of Emily's List. She is an outstanding leader. Uh, she's going to put people first. Now, she serves on an interim basis because there's a Senate race in California that will take place next year to fill the position on a long-term basis. 
attended an HBCU, Jackson State University, and she credits several of her professors, who are both SNCC and core organizers, who instilled in her a commitment to social justice and activism. So we want to remember that name because she is now a U.S. senator, the fourth black person uh, in the United States Senate at this particular time, three Democrats and one Republican. And we look forward to her bringing it, uh, if you will, Ricky, and representing not only the state of California, but representing the interest of people everywhere. So that is the state of black America for today. I want to remind people about the Ronald Green case. Ronald Green, a number of activist activities taking place. Look it up online. Uh, the young man who was killed by Louisiana State Troopers some time ago, being family being represented by Ben Crump and other lawyers. Uh, we must continue to demand justice for Ronald Green. Ronald Green, uh, again, look him up. Keep your eye on that case. We know we have many cases we've got to keep our eye on, but we've got to be vigilant against police violence. We've got to be vigilant to strengthen police community relations. We've got to be vigilant to say that the system must hold those that commit police misconduct accountable. That's what we want. Accountability is justice. So, Ricky, that's the State of Black America today. I'm Mark Morial. Follow me across all social media. Yes, that's Twitter, now known as X, Instagram, and Facebook. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week on the radio. Once again, Mark Morial, and this is the State of Black America. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Morial. Morning, smiling morning show coming up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.